Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. We are here. I don't want to call this week one of the college football season. I think that feels unfair to week two, which actually is week one because it's the one with all the big, you know, neutral site games, the ones that you'll forget about, like, oh, yeah, remember when we lost to Michigan? Just prepping you, Florida fans. Just get used to it. You should be used to it already. <laughs> I'm Spencer Hall. Founder of Every Day Should Be Saturday, SBNation.com person. Ryan Nanny in uh, beautiful New York City. H how are you, sir? Um, well, I want to answer that in, in two ways. First, I want to point out that ESPN agrees with you. Because if you look on their schedule for 2017, week one starts this Saturday and goes all the way through September 4th. So they're just lumping it all. They're like, yep. Those those games on the twenty sixth. That's just week one. Does it last more than a week? It sure as shit does. If you look at it, how many teams are actually playing more than one game? I think it is FAMU and Colorado State, something like that. Maybe another one or two teams, but like very few teams are actually doing this as a two week thing. Right. Um, so so that's yeah, fine. I mean, so, I'm fine so with this just fine. being a long ass week. I'm sure there's some, you know, some Mayan calendar or something where a week is like 11 days. A, a, a day in the eyes of the Lord is as a thousand years. Shit, man, this ain't nothing. Time is a construct we only created so that we had some sense of our own death. Um, it's like correct. when Matthew is, McConaughey is... got stuck in that bookshelf. That's why Colorado State's playing <laughs> two games in one week. Um, yeah, this 11, this 11 to 12 days starting week for the college football season is basically one blink I mean, of, you know, Rama's yeah, eye, It's right? fine that there are, what, 14 teams in the Big Ten now? Like, college football abandoned yeah. math a long time ago. We don't uh, really do numbers. To answer your broader question, how am I? I'm remembering that a couple weeks ago I went to a live show that our friends The Solid Verbal put on here in New York. And a few people came up to me afterwards and had very nice things to say about the full cast. I can't remember any of their names because I'm terrible with names. Uh, but thank you if you did. And one of these, uh, one of these nice, nice New Yorkers or New York visitors said to me, you know, you're a lot more jacked than I thought you would be. Based on listening to the full cast, I thought you would be 5'2", 320. So. Wow. So, yeah, this is the, so welcome, that's how welcome, I, by so the that's way. How I am. Welcome to my world. This is this right? is the world where Spencer and I I think people listen to the full cast and I don't I honestly don't know what they picture Jason as, but Spencer and I are the fat twins on motorcycles. I I don't have a, like a physique brand, but y'all have very defined Husky. physique not, brands not that very do not actually not, Let's be clear, very not defined. <laughs> Lacking well, definition. I mean, <laughs> very well, roll, specific rolling. brands that I would disagree uh, regarding their accuracy, but at least it's something. I'm just an amorphous um, blank space of, you know, at, at least you guys are corpor corporeal. Is that how you say that? Yeah, word? Jason is a broomstick that has tattoos. Well, you just described, accurate, but now I'm gonna you just... now I'm gonna get every time. Here's Dalsum. That you? <laughs> you just described twenty percent of the guys in the state of Georgia, right? Like of all races, creeds, and colors, and that's twenty percent of them, right? People, Some people are gonna meet me, me and like dude. I, I I was expecting an actual skinny person. <laughs> 
they'll meet you and be like, I thought you could be, I thought you look like somebody who, you know, worked down at the body shop. Right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh I'm the one that they'll say, oh, you're thicker than I expected. Y'all don't get that. So at least I have that going for me. Yay. I I did get this once. I, I heard, you know, you're shorter and hairier than I thought you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you responded, you, and my axe. You hear that a lot at Zoo, at zoo Atlanta. <laughs> I, I actually just told him, I, I was like, I was like, well, that's on you, not me, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm have, just, to, I don't I'm have to conform to your... Ideals. I'm bringing what I'm bringing. What I bring. This is the husk I was given. I didn't ask for it. Sure. Do you think I? Yeah, do that's... you think I want to look like this? <laughs> there was no create a player station, where before where I decided like, yep, you know what? Give me skin that won't tan but will burn. Give me this mm-hmm. god awful voice that everyone insists is a woman and not a particularly attractive one. Give me like some general doughiness and some constantly sleepy eyes. Uh, and give me big shoulders, but not in a way that's like, oh, I bet he can fight. More just like, oh, shirts don't fit. No, you look like you can bench. <laughs> you know what you you know what you look like. You you look like I look like a wrestling if, ref. I know. No, I was gonna say I was gonna give you a new one. Oh, I thought God. that you, I, I would think you'd look like a gangster named Babyface, right? <laughs> if I can put if I can put a. If I can put a like a pork pie hat on your head and give you a Tommy gun and a short tie that only goes down to about your sternum, right? Because I, I was watching Oh Brother, Where Art Thou the other day when they're like, woo, it's the end for Pretty Boy Floyd, right? right. right? Like, Josh, Josh thought, Gad plays me in a movie. Great. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Please. He doesn't have your he doesn't have your your powerful upper body. Please. He couldn't he couldn't fill a single one of your size wide shoes. Nope. Not one, but yeah, that's that would be it. Like you would look, you'd look real good on like that kind of wanted poster. Whereas, I definitely have the Unabomber silo completely occupied. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Unique. Even even when you like, even when you had the shaved head and no beard, you always have a little bit of a like militia member look. Yeah, you you look like festive crime. I look like scary crime. Right. There's a difference. And Jason, J- Jason looks like arrested at the local Applebee's for fighting. Yeah, I-, I came in second place in that fight, though. You stepped in the ring, and that makes you a winner. That's what matters most. What are we doing today? I don't even know. So seeing as the season is upon us, whether ESPN itself likes to admit that or not, I, I like this time of year, they, they're so confused about when to tell you the season is happening. Like, the season starts in nine days. Also, we're airing six games on the weekend, five days before those nine days. The, with this barreling down upon us at some point in the next nine days, it's it's four days, um, or three days. It's two days. By the time this days. comes out, it'll probably be two. Yeah, by the time you folks listen, it'll be roughly two to nine days. To Unless negative, you listen after the right, season. It, People do listen to these like years later, which is bizarre to me. So college football is starting at some point in the next calendar year. And today we're going to talk through how to prepare for that. Shit, are, are there – are there before we do that, are there literally any things we have to say about the games – on Saturday, August twenty sixth, week well, zero. We're just first of all, we're we're gonna call it week zero because that's that's week zero. Like I usually do a 
preseason piece, right? Like a starter. That's not till next week, Kel. You know how like Wait. there's that whole plot in Watchmen about all the super the, the like caped heroes before the main characters in Watchmen, and a bunch of them are dead. That's this yeah. weekend's games. These are the flowers that bloom too early, right? Like daffodils right. coming up in February. <laughs> I think Stanford Rice. That's going to be the Black Freighter. That's oh yeah. no, everyone's dead, and and Stanford's just floating on the corpses back to shore. Yeah. Why are the sharks eating the boat? Well, because it's made of dead bodies. Better punt. There's some. I mean, it's it's worth noting this week just to note that uh, this sport is so so stupid sometimes that we're going to start everything with things like, yeah, man, how about Hawaii at UMass? Yeah, Hawaii, Hawaii a, going, like, as far as they possibly can out of the way. It's an 11-and-a-half-hour flight to go play yeah. UMass in football. It's the farthest home-and-home home in college football history um, based on, here's how we researched this. We looked up all the teams Hawaii has played. None of them are farther than UMass. <laughs> Case closed. Um, it is a it, the two games together. It is a twenty thousand mile round trip experience for these uh, uh, uncompensated student athletes. Minimally compensated student athletes. That's fine. Um, you also have Colorado State is opening up a very nice new stadium against Oregon State, and that should be a very competitive like that. That should be a a decent game. Good thing it's happening um, at two thirty in the damn afternoon. It's, it's yep. happening at, what is that, 12.30 local? Sure, perfect, on a Friday or Saturday, yeah. Still a Saturday, at least. Yep. Um, also, The um, season I would... opens with Texas Southern at Florida A&M, so <laughs> you get to see some fan Everybody's going to be really, really passionate about Texas Southern, Florida A&M for about seven minutes. And then at the seven-minute, one-second yeah. mark, like, oh, okay, that's enough. I'm good. I'm good. I would also recommend that if you are, you know, if you're desperate, uh, you can get an early look at Quentin Flowers. Quentin Flowers, outstanding quarterback for the uh, South Florida Bulls. Charlie Strong getting some work in. Uh, Quentin Flowers is going to uh, probably run through San Jose State. That's fine. Everyone likes a blowout. You get a good blowout of this. And then for morbid curiosity, Stanford Price. Don't don't, No, don't. Just don't. No, you're gonna have to watch. Like, you're gonna have to stay up late to watch games. Don't watch. Like, keep an eye on it. And if you if it gets to the end of the first quarter and you're like, oh, Rice is up ten. Mm. But there is something really fun about Stanford Rice. And no, I'm not referring to the Australia thing, uh, because who cares? Football in Australia, we're used to that. That's how stupid this sport is. You can play it on a different continent. It won't even phase us. That game's happening at the same time as Mayweather-McGregor, or at least part of it is. It's happening at the same time as that card. Um, yeah. And I think we've mentioned on here before, uh, you know, if, if you folks out there, if you want to see a total mismatch between a, uh, a very boring elite and a completely mismatched underdog, you can just watch this shit for free <laughs> instead of paying $99 to watch it on Showtime. I mean, the, um, the, yeah, the good news is, uh, on the other hand, on Showtime, you might be done after 80 seconds. That's true. Well, same thing for this game. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Break off a couple punt returns, and yeah, I think we know Stanford's just going to just gonna, you know, sit on this football for the next 55 minutes. Okay, I'm satisfied. That's all we need to say about Week Zero. I'm good. Next. The question we asked 
for our readers was uh, your football season preparation advice. Because if you're like us, you've just started to prepare now. You might even not have lifted a finger. And there are some demands. You know, we you take margins. And Saturday is a pretty big margin, even if you're just taking like one game for your team out of it. Um, and if you're a hardcore, it's going to be a lot worse. Better. I mean, better. Definitely better. Different. So, different. Different. Yeah. Different. So we asked for your submissions, your advice, and we will address those today. Uh, do you want to get started, Ryan? Sure. Um, I'm going to start with our buddy Matt Berry at MattBerry05 on Twitter. This is a question. It's not a uh, advice suggestion, but he needs the help. How do I football Saturday with a newborn? Pretty simple. Um, yeah, I think you're fine for now because newborns eat every, what, like three, four hours. They yep. sleep in between all of that. They can move exactly nowhere. They need you to change their diaper. Um, they can barely see anything. They cannot talk to you. They cannot demand anything of you. Um, how do you football Saturday with a newborn? Very easily. And probably you should. The, the only thing you're going to run into is the fact that you're going to be tired. So you are going to have to make the harder choices about when do you stay up for a game? When do you decide that you are going to pay attention to some 11 a.m. kickoff? Those are sort of the like difficult decisions you'll have to make based on your own fatigue level and the fatigue level of your partner. But honestly, it's pretty easy. I mean, I'll put it this way. You will not you will not be a month into football season and be like, "Man, I got this like newborn care thing down, but I just can't figure out how to put football into it." It will be the other problem. You will still be figuring out what the fuck you're doing with a baby. And that's fine. Agreed. The newborn yeah. stage is you'll, easy. You'll spend the next Relatively 20, straight. 25, 30, 35 years figuring out that question. So don't, don't stress part. over too much all at once. You're doing the – you're yeah. basically you, – this is the the beginning of a game of The Sims where you're just like, oh, well, I, I have a house and I have to put a bed in it and a toilet. And, you know, you're doing the, like, very basic construction and supply and eventually your child, like your sim, will need to um, decide what it wants to do with its life. And it's going to cry for no reason. And it's going to set your kitchen on fire. And why is the kitchen always on fire? Yeah, the, this is the easy part. You, the question you need to be asking is, what are you going to do when they want the TV? Oh, oh, now that's something. Because if your TV, if your house does not have multiple TVs, I don't know what your homes were like growing up if you grew up in the big ignorant excerpts like i did the idea was to have uh, a tv maybe two in every single room if you want to know what the stupidest year of american <laughs> history was by the way it was not the current one it 1992 really was, no we we took a big stupid turn the minute that like everybody decided like when Cribs, like whatever year Cribs started that's the dumbest year in american history somewhere around 1990 hold on, i'm looking it up 97? MTV Cribs started September 12, 2000. Okay. That's the stupidest year in American history is 2000 because uh, that's the year when everybody realized, oh, man, we can put TVs on everything and it's a national priority. I mean, people don't do that now. Like, millennials have some sense or no money. 
either way. <laughs> because they carry it, their TVs with them. <laughs> they do. They carry them with them. And they don't think that you need to have, like, my parents' generation was like, yeah, sure. You don't need a college fund. Let's just put, like, 20 TVs on the wall. It'll be great. You can watch the same thing in 20 triplicate. Sure. Right? Like and, and, and Sam's Club was doing deal. Be like, yeah, you want 12 flat screens? It's $800 total. Here you it, go. It's garbage. Our economy is a lie. <laughs> Money is a myth. Just buy it. Just buy it. So you might have a house that has, like, multiple TVs, right? We, we, we've got one in the whole house. And your children at one point will realize that there's things they can put in their eyeballs off of it. And they will want to watch it. This is a struggle for supremacy. You're you're going to discover this. They're going to want the big one. You'll be like, here, you could watch it on this like little one. And they'll be like, no, no, no. I know that's bullshit. You put, you're giving me something that we turned into a TV. It's not the big TV. Optimus Prime stand looks strong. way cooler on the big TV. You, you got to stand strong. Show those little 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 sons of guns who's who's the like i think this is one area where we uh in in the very fake very dishonest news media have an advantage over the average fan is that if i go into any room and say hey i, I need the game cut on everyone just fucking scrambles to make it happen <laughs> like they think it's super important it can listen here's the extent of my powers it can be an nba game i do not cover the nba i could go in there and say hey, i need monday night raw on right now this is to put food on our table yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you do you want to sleep in the backyard, or do you want to let me watch tennis? We have to watch. We have to watch this episode of American Gladiators from 1991 for work. ESPN and the Ocho is showing shuffleboard all day, <laughs> and I have to watch it because college football season is three months away. So uh, maybe one piece of advice would be try, <laughs> join the media. <laughs> yeah, do that. That's that's a popular career line right now. And, and stable, extremely mm -hmm. stable. Um, so stable. I have a great, which is, uh, which is, probably my favorite in this. Which is, we'll be very honest here. It's going to be very frank discussions from uh, at Jason uh, McAnich, and the it is supply of Adderall from the babysitter, bourbon always topped off, and the children live with their mother for a few months and Maxion. Whew, there's a lot in here. Yeah, the kids, whew, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. You just, that's that's between you and the mother. Good sure. luck with that. But the supply of Adderall and the bourbon, I will tell you this. I have to drink less during football season. Will have you? To. Will you? I've, got, I've done both. And I will tell you that um, you can get a lot done for three and a half months or four months. And then in the fifth month, you'll realize that you've been drinking straight for four months. And that's um, that's called a bender. It's not good. You'll get um, you'll get a lot done, or so you'll think. Uh, you won't be on time for anything. Not that that changes with me. And the, uh, yeah, so you gotta, you got to drink less. Yeah, no, because put it this way. You're either going all in on this, or you're just going to teetotal or, or like light consumption. Because that middle road... Once you begin taking one or two or sometimes three nights of the week out of that, you're like, oh, just have a drink, relax with football. ESPN's really messed this up for you, casual drinker with football, because it used to just be one night. You're like, oh, I can deal with that. But here comes a Thursday. Here comes a Friday. Maybe we got all day Saturday. Yeah, that's not you don't want to start that, especially opening season where you've got like, you know, now basically six nights. If we're counting the mega week that starts this whole thing, go easy. 
And the bourbon, I don't know how I'll do it. I'd have to stick to clear liquors to be productive. Telling it's you, man, they're they're ESPN. They're in league with Yellowtail. They know you're going to buy that big bottle, a cab. <laughs> they know big they know big, you're going to work through it. Big thing of barbecue juice. That <laughs> <laughs> comes with. You know why? Did you put it a sippy top on it? I did, and you will not judge me. Hey, you know why? It's, it's a 1.5 liter. It's good for a day and a half. That's why. Work your way through it. <laughs> I'm like a, You're like a small car. Exactly. What am I? Good good for this. So you you find what works for you, I will find, especially for those of you north of thirty. No, you 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 just put the coffee on. Okay. You don't see coaches doing this stuff. All right, you don't see most coaches doing this stuff. They're they're I all think about the stimulus. keyword is C. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what y'all's experiences are with it, but uh, I'm not to be trusted with that. Either it's a full time profession alongside what I'm doing, or uh we just Keep it light. Maybe maybe one drink with that last Pac-12 game. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's. I find it far easier to just almost entirely not drink. It, it almost gets flipped where it's more enjoyable to have a drink on like Tuesday or Wednesday when there's not mm-hmm. a game on. It's so much easier just to. It also it also is the thing that you're like, oh shit, I've been spending a lot of money during football season. Good job, me. What is it on? Poison. Well, surely I've been doing a lot of physical activity to counter that. I haven't. Mm. My sleep no. my sleep schedule is probably really great. It's not. Huh. Mm. Welp. Guess I'll die now. Go Gators. <laughs> I haven't heard of a lot of people who have this, but I do. If If I drink late at night and then try to go to sleep, I don't get the thing where it's like, it'll just, you know, just zonk you out till morning or whatever. I have like three hours of hard sleep and then I'm bolt awake. Like soon as it wears off, I'm like, you know, wide cracking awake. So like the only use I've found for this weird uh, reaction is college football season, Saturday nights, like, you know, around, around 1am when it's time to start thinking about winding down, whenever the goddamn Cal game goes ahead and gets off air um, you know, then we start setting up stuff for morning and then it's okay. It's 3 a.m. Time to go to sleep. At that point, I'm a little bit drunk. So I go to sleep and in about three hours, I am bolt awake and okay, great. I need to be awake anyway. It's time to start setting up for the AP poll and whatever. You're, so like, you're basically living life like a truck driver who's not driving anywhere. Yeah, I guess. So exactly. Good job. I would, I would also, I would also do this going to the, uh, going to the the bolt awake you can sometimes do like it's a risky move but if you have to be functional right you got to be drunk enough so that you'll wake up three hours later red wine's great for that (laughs) red wine you'll wake up you'll feel like you're on fire but you'll be awake if you absolutely have to be awake and the thing you have to tell yourself and i encourage this for anyone who has to work under sleep deprivation is this when you wake up and you say god if i get up i'm gonna die tell yourself you probably won't you probably won't if I get up, I probably won't die. Don't lie to yourself. Don't say, well, it'll be fine once you get moving. It won't. Who knew? It will not be fine at all. Especially you, new parents or people who are working like eight jobs. You probably won't die. Stimulant-wise, five ants. Time release, 30 milligrams, 50 milligrams, depending <laughs> on your tolerance. You got to hit that stuff, and you got you have to hit it at the exact right time. God, the lawsuit we get from this is going to be amazing. 
Yeah, it's, I, it's a I prescription medication. Please consult your doctor before administering any of this. Don't get it from your babysitter. That's or Adderall, please. That's cocaine. Five ants is actually just like an Adderall variant. It's still basically cocaine, <laughs> but it's in a time release, and you take it. You know, depending for me, right around that three thirty game, it'll just you know, cruise you about twelve hours into the last dregs of the night. So that'd be my advice. I'm not a doctor. Not in this country, at least. I'm not claiming to be. Certainly not in this instance. No matter what anyone may tell you about what I did in 2012. So that's my advice about stimulants. Coffee. Coffee's great. I'm going to follow that up with um, this advice from Sarah Davis at Sarah Bear underscore G. Ignore everything y'all say. Yep. Oh, yeah. There are plenty of good college football podcasts out there from people who have played the sport or have written about it for forever or have coached whatever i hope that we have made it very clear that if you come to this podcast expecting to be smarter in like the capital s way about college football you fucked up and and that's not our fault we make it pretty clear i'd say from the start of every episode that this is not – you are not going to get college credit for this. You are not even going to get high school credit for this. This show is a disaster. We're all a mix of intentionally dumb and actually dumb. That's correct. I, don't listen to us. We're strictly in for, like, the sensory experience. Sensory experience and, like, jokes you can crack on it. That's fine. But wait. You if know. we tell you don't listen to us and you're not – oh, my God. We found a paradox. Yes. Yeah. We folded space-time in over itself. Now there's a wormhole. What's in the wormhole? That's right. Virginia Tech's first national championship. Here it comes. See, do that's how dumb this podcast is. Wow, we just talked about Virginia Tech winning a national championship. Can you even imagine? That's my favorite. This when you're like, do we run? The, like, there are so many of these in football that are my favorite that coaches don't even know they're, t- they're doing. They're like, well, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to slow the game down. Well, you still have to make first downs, don't you? Yeah. What happens if you create fewer opportunities for yourself, for the other team? You're creating fewer opportunities for yourself, aren't you? That's why you should just try to score on every single play. Or turn the ball over on every single play. Get your defense back on the field. You know, I've seen that in practice. It didn't go well. I mean, I think it worked out, you know, every four to eight times or so when you tried to do it. I like this one from Brian Mack on Twitter, Bri underscore Mack. Inform all friends and family that if invited to a wedding, you will not purchase a gift, but that you will beat the hell out of the open bar. I think this is an evolved perspective on the no fall weddings thing, which like, you know, we've we've done joke posts about that before and all that. But like, don't be a barbarian. Like if if your beloved friends or family members who you actually care about are getting married on a Saturday in the fall and you know you should go. You know, you can yeah. you can complain about it and you could take uh, some sort of audio visual equipment. You watch the game on your phone. No one is going to yell at you. It'll probably be on at the bar. Um 
but let's 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 stop pretending that we're gonna tell like you know our best friends nope i won't be at your wedding because tennessee's playing kentucky like you're not that you don't care that much no one does um i've only been to one fall wedding since i started doing this job i remember i missed i think it was auburn lsu 2010 i think um i mean one advantage is like you know all my friends are already married so hey problem solved but you know and it wasn't that bad it was close by uh, i got in and out i think in <laughs> not much more than an hour so you know just show your face don't be a pain if you if if you are really close with these people stick around and and run them for all the booze they're worth if you're not just show your face and be a human and then get back to work and and, and if you don't actually work in this sport by work i mean um watch it because it's kind of work now there is one wrinkle here that I will concede because I am generally on the side of who cares. Just go to the wedding. If you are asked to be in a wedding, ugh, mm. the calculus does change drastically because now you yep. can't. Now it doesn't matter when the wedding's starting. You're not. You're not there then. You're there there two hours before then for pictures and bullshit and more bullshit. And now you're not just like, okay, I went to the reception for an hour and I dumb. No, 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 no. You have to stick around. You got to be there. You got to pretty much close the damn thing out. However, here's the thing. Counter. I have a counter to your counter. Okay. That bachelor bachelorette party. Yeah. That gets you out of the Friday night games. The Friday night games are always bad. That's, That's it? advanced. That's yeah. it? That's the trade? Well, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a one for one. It's, it's, you know, it's still a two for one. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying things aren't as bad as they seem. Yeah. If, yeah, if your I entire also... college football weekend is nothing but the weird ACC Thursday night game. Yeah. At least you didn't have to watch any Friday night Well, games. this, this is the other thing. Encourage your friend. This is why we as a society need to stop shunning Friday weddings. <laughs> There's a stigma against them that like, oh, well, I don't want it. No, listen, man. Friday wedding means you have a four day work week because you got to be at the, you know, hey, I got to take a day off. I got to, you know, we got to get ready. We got to travel, whatever it is. Now you have your whole weekend free and you can sort of like enjoy that post wedding. I had a good time. The reception glow on Saturday as you don't have to go to a wedding that day. That's the solution here. Have fall weddings, have them on Fridays. Everybody wins. Man, what happened to getting married on Wednesday anyway? Why didn't that take off? It's got it's got wed right in it. It does. It's hump day after all. Exactly. The most romantic day. Yeah. I mean, it's right there in the name. Uh, let, me, let me take you this way because it leads to, I think, another topic that's, you know, near and dear to to my heart literally uh which is how do you take care of yourself exercise wise that'd be uh at jj ringer go running in the morning watch football the rest of the day watch your ass with this okay because you have to know what kind of a person you are if the kind of person who like me if you go running you're gonna want a nap later you're gonna have to plan that carefully you're gonna have to be aware of that you are gonna have to know that like for a late game a run can actually like keep you awake if you run late at night, so you might want to save it. Go run at night. Go run at like seven. And usually nothing's happening mm -hmm. at seven, right? Like there's this gap between like six and eight where a bunch of games are kind of trailing off and you can kind of like get a dinner in and you can go get like a workout in. And if you run real hard, chances are you're going to be like kind of amped for a while. It's good timing. Don't do it in the morning. I would object to that unless you're just planning on being asleep by like 10 because uh, running's hard 
for most people. It really is. It's like, you know, dismal, miserable stuff. Can you, can you tell I've been running lately? It's bad. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. And also, you have to time it so that, like, if you're one of these, like, super CrossFit masochist people who, like, yeah, we're going to do, like, we're going to do this workout that's called Scorpion. I want to replace my blood with lactic acid. That's the only way I know I got a good workout in. It's it's 350 reps overhead. For time. Right? For time. Uh, like, how overhead? Any way you can. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Over whose head? It's Everyone's. Na- it's named after a Russian space dog that died. Yeah, it's for the troops, <laughs> the dog troops. Yeah, so if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, oh man, or if you're gonna like do some heavy squats, you just book a nap. Or if you're doing the you know 300 rep overhead workout, you know the spot at the ER, just book it. They're nice. They know you're coming. Grab they your analysis is an amazing they, thing. They probably won't have the game on though. So yeah, <laughs> plan around. I have the the Big Ten nap. I have seen that advocated where you you know you do your chores and your, your if you still have yard work, which hey, with you know the way the climate's going, yeah, you still got yard work in mid December. That's just something you're gonna have to add to the schedule. Um, so you do that stuff in the morning, get your workout in, and then you nap until like two or three Eastern. You ain't gonna miss much, you know. I um, I think I think the other way you can do this is if you belong to a gym, there's a good chance they have TVs. Those TVs will probably get the ESPN family of networks or something similar. I, you know, the noon game slot is usually pretty bad, but you're like, ah, oh, there's a few on here I'd like to pay attention to. Uh, I find that to be an excellent time to just say, okay, I'm not going to, like, set myself up for failure and be like, 7 a.m., I'll be out there running eight miles. Uh, But if you just say, okay, the noon game slot, that's when I'm going to go to the gym for an hour. It's not the worst plan in the world, to be honest. So how much do they say, like, at minimum you should work out per, per week? Is it like three hours or something like that? It's. I think it's like roughly thirty minutes a day, five or six I, I days this, a week, right? I, I think this. I okay. think this question gets you. I think this question gets you shot. Because <laughs> well, you know, there's they're the people who are like, hey, listen, you should never lift anything more than three times. And honestly, like three times a week, that's fine. Right. Three, you can ti- just do three th- times. Three times a week. Three times in your life. Yeah, and <laughs> as long as it's intense enough. And then there's then there's people out there who it's will called tell the you, genie you know, plan, right? Overtraining is a myth, and you have two kidneys for a reason. Whatever you're doing, again, the remaining theme is, you know, marginally you're going to be eating into what's probably already a pretty busy schedule. Prepare. Prepare. And, and, and you know, if you can, do it while you're watching the game. I've done that. It's messy and get it looks you stupid. Get your bike. You do it. Get, get your exercise bike at home or something like that. They're not very expensive. I mean, to me, it's get your get get your exercise done during the week. And then just sit on your ass all day Saturday. Now, now here's like give, your, give yourself something to work off. Here's the key thing: what is co- what what separates, other than recruiting, good college football coaches from college football coaches? We laugh at time management, right? We always laugh at the coaches who can't manage their timeouts, who don't know what they're doing at the end of the half, who are getting delay a game because they can't get the play in in time. How do you manage your time better? You sign up for Dollar Shave Club and you never spend time going Man. to buy razors at the store again. Okay? It's amazing. Imagine that. Think about it this way. Let's say you could sign up for conversions on third and one. You never had to go get them. 
Dollar Shave Club just sent him to you, okay? It's third and one. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but there are coaches out there who can't do that. There are coaches out there who third and one shows up and they're like, ah, I don't know what play we call a uh, fake spike. Shit. Oh, it all went wrong. Take that out of the equation. Just, just get it out of your mind altogether. Use that time to think about CrossFit. Should you be doing it? Why are you doing it? Everything hurts. You're going to die. But you didn't die because you used offer code FULLCAST at dollarshaveclub.com. You are the king of third and one now. You are the greatest coach in college football in short down and distance situations. First and ten, second and eight. Listen, they can't carry you the whole way. You got to do some of the work. But you sign up. You get the first month of the executive razor. You get the shave butter. You get this $15 value for only $5 with our offer code. And now third and one's not a thing anymore. You're already, oh, you're galaxy braining now. Third and one shows up, you're already playing what you're running on first down. What am I talking about? I don't know anymore. Has this ad gone on too long? Yes, because I lack good time management. Don't be like me. That's, that's our motto. Man, that is an astonishing ad read. It's the only thing I try at on this show. You know what? Uh, it shows. Yeah. No. <laughs> I have one I want to go over now that Ryan has successfully paid our bills, which is this. Uh, it, again, speaks to a very important thing. You're going to need tools to get through the college football season, right? You'll need things. There are certain resources you're going to need. SBNation.com's essential college football page. Really, you know, that's an, a, that's almost a given. I just feel like we should say it, right? But at the GAGS, T-H-E-G-A-X, as a number of things that I think might be necessary. There's a couple of tweets here. One of them I just want to start with. Bookmark LSUfootball.net. I'm about to get evangelical on y'all. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to let you all know what my favorite college football schedule is that you can just keep open. It is... Um, it is LSUfootball.net. When was LSUfootball.net founded? Uh, when you could get a .net address and not think it was weird. That's that's how long ago. I think it's been up since 1938, maybe 1939. I'm just going to make this up. I think Huey Long founded it. I think Huey Long founded it with uh, WPA money that he stole from the federal government. And that's why it's really good. Because as far as I know, they've never changed the code for this page. It's oh, just it's, like it's the most. It's the most. I made this for my high school computer class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's straight up HTML. I think they have, like, ad choices served at the top that don't work. <laughs> That's how good it is. And when I say good, by the way, I mean, this is the Internet when, like, they didn't know what they were doing, right? So there's not, like, 5,000 ads on the page. There's it's, zero it's, pop-ups. It's basically like if the Space Jam website, Warner Brothers, was like, okay, and we'll just swap out. That's for all our movies now. Batman, Batman Begins. Yep. Just yep. change all the text to the relevant things. Put a Batman mask not, on da on Daffy Duck. We're good. And not that they would ever change it, because I don't know if they know how. That's great. Don't touch it. Don't don't change it. There's a printable one too, which again, whenever I see a print option for something off the internet, I'm like, oh, that's good. This was designed for like 50 year olds. You know what's that's fucked great. up? You know what's fucked up? This website is far more useful. And listen, I'm not gonna like get into a whole media debate here, but this website far more useful to you if you're a college football fan than foxsports.com it's not even close yeah. it's I mean, not even close 
honestly it's it's readable and it's more readable and better than espn's and that's and then, by the way that's not for lack of trying espn's really tried to make a very simple interface you can't beat some old ass html in a grid setting to figure out what's going on all it has every single week right updated without fail is the the scrolling schedule for the entire docket and when i say the whole docket i mean Dude, you want to watch Jacksonville at Mercer? They're going to tell you how to do it. Okay? You want to catch St. Anselm at Wagner? And it, by the way, that this is LSUfootball.net. Not a coincidence. LSU fans will watch anything on television if it is football. Anything. Remember our LSU side in the Valley Shook? I think they've been watching like, they're probably on like their sixth or seventh season of hardcore CFL watching. And we'll, we'll completely advertise it. They're the ones who are like, hey, you know what? Uh, Michigan is facing uh, Kyoto North over in the Japanese intramural league, like they'll watch it. So it's really not a coincidence, but yeah, super useful. Very now, easy. What's the catch though? There is a catch. What is the catch? It's all in God's time. It's all central time. It's all central time. <laughs> you got to know how, how to stu- do a little This is math. how stupid I am. I was about to fall into that trap again. Look, look, that's the two thirty game. There are a lot of six. There are a lot of six o'clock games this year. That's weird. Why do they all start at eleven a.m.? <laughs> They're all Central Time. I maintain that's a stunt too, right? Like that's that's just balling. Because they're like, yeah, you know what God's time zone is? Wherever LSU is. Well, and if you're and if you live on the East Coast, if you live in the Eastern time zone, you'll never miss the game. They just bu- they just built you an hour buffer here. Yeah, and and. It, also, by the way, the GAX gets into TV setups. I'm horrible at this. I don't tune stuff. I'm just going to go back and catch it. I have one TV, and I might set up one on the laptop. That's it. I'm, I'm terrible, and I will not focus on anything so long as there are more than two screens. So two screens, are that's it. Now, that, I, I, might have a, I might have a picture-in-picture set up if it's like a real busy day. But otherwise, no, just have Twitter open on the computer, maybe a second game. And everything that you see, like, I have Dish, so it has the the game center, which I really like, by the way. That's actually, like, if you have Dish, I'm sure other cable providers have this, and they should, because sports are the only reason that you would have cable at this point. Um, Oh, cable providers know that. Oh, yeah, that's why they have a nice little game center where they're like, hey, look, this." they even have, like, color codes, right? Like, hey, this game's about to go off. You should probably, like, tune into that. Um, use that. That's enough. Like anything past that is just fetish. I would I would like to take one issue with LSUfootball.net. Mm. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, near near the bottom of the season schedule, and you stop on Thursday, December twenty first, Spencer, can you just go down there and tell me there's only one game? Can you tell me what game, according to LSUfootball.net, is being played that day? On Thursday, December. 21st, correct? Yeah. That would be the St. Petersburg Bowl, that is which not, is no longer the St. Petersburg Bowl. The St. Petersburg Bowl is dead. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl is definitely alive. It's been it's been days now. <laughs> and I still crack up every time I hear it. <laughs> Ryan, as a as the reigning Tampa authority, yeah. um on the internet can you explain the Gasparilla part? 
So so Spencer can Spencer can definitely help with this. I myself have never been to Gasparilla because I have no desire to, but it's a it's basically Tampa's version of Mardi Gras. Uh it's pirate it's pirate themed. There is a day portion that is more family friendly. There is a night portion that is more your friends are all going to get arrested. That, the best part is it's called Gasparilla because it's named after a mythical pirate. There are plenty, Jose Gaspar! There are plenty of real ones. And I guess Tampa just couldn't get the licensing for whatever reason. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a sad Tampa version of, of, uh, of Mardi Gras, right? There's nothing, so else, there's nothing else there. Here's the fun part that... Uh, Jose Gaspar never existed, ever. It's not even a new lie that they kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, here's the most interesting man from 1756. No, he never existed. There's no evidence that Jose Gaspar, the inspiration for Gasparilla, ever even lived. Like, there's a story right here from an obscure website called wikipedia.com. There is a a statement about you know his death, that he had been caught by a United States Navy pirate hunting schooner which to me is funny because like that there was anybody hanging around tampa in like 1821 who was like this is important we should guard it <laughs> there wasn't <laughs> don't don't be silly there was some phosphate and a bunch of malaria that's it <laughs> and jose gaspar who never existed but he said rather than surrender he supposedly wrapped an anchored chain around his waist and dramatically leapt from the bow shouting gasparilla dies by his own hand not the enemy's so what Which, I re- what I really like about Gasparilla is that it, it it centered around this quote unquote invasion of Tampa by this pirate crew. Um, for the first, the very first Gasparilla, how did the pirates arrive in Tampa? By horse. There was not a sea based <laughs> there was not a sea based invasion of pirates until 1911. <laughs> Oh, get the horses, damn it. We were doing so well. Gasparilla, a a sea-based event, a largely boat-based event. Uh, The Tropicana Field, where this game is played, has artificial turf. So you take these two things, plants that aren't real, and salt water, and you say, what's the perfect sponsor for them? A company that sells lawnmowers. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know the part about um, the pirates were actually cowboys, the mythical pirates. <laughs> the Florida cowboys. They were cowboy pirates. That's pretty bad. They're also ninjas. Yeah, you could just. This is like a. This is like a new kids cartoon, right? Where you just yeah. cross section three or four different just like they're planes, but they're also pirates and transformers. Yeah, that's. And they're that's, and they're mutants and Avengers. Well, people people forget that Trent Dilfer, when he played for the Bucks, he took the field on horseback every day. Trent Dilfer was also a Pokemon. You'll be surprised too, by the way. Uh, this is my favorite part. <laughs> okay, you ready? Because if you're familiar, Tampa this past week had to raise money to remove a Confederate monument. You know, Tampa, great mainstay of the Confederacy. It's where the Confederacy was founded. I'm just going to make that up. It was the, uh, the the Battle of Tampa, we all recall. The Battle of Tampa with the magnificent pirate racists charging on horses. They didn't do well <laughs> because they're pirates and they were riding horses. They used the boats. They really should have fought it on land. 
that was a bad move in retrospect for them. The okay, so there were crews, and um, so these crews, which were the organizations that put it on, the crews were uh, mostly white, mostly male. I know a couple of guys who were in these, and yeah, they were definitely mostly white, definitely mostly male. And uh, in 1990, they planned to move Gasparilla up to coincide with what? Super Bowl 25, right? Which was going to uh, take place in 1991 in January. So there was a bit of pressure to admit anyone of color. <laughs> anyone! Like Leroy Selman. Let's just get like the one person everyone in Tampa could agree, right? Like Leroy Selman's a person of color. Hulk Hogan's a person of color, right? He's tan. It's red. But so they just wanted them to, to admit in 1991, America's next great city, one of a thousand failed nicknames for Tampa. Because Tampa is the city that is the dude in your class who continually tries to give himself nicknames, right? She called me the Rick. She called me America's next great city. And they never stick. But he just calls it Tampa. So they, they anyway. They, they said, just, just admit one. Just admit one person of color, right? We'll even specify for it. You know, admit an African-American. Nope. They, uh, they canceled Gasparilla. That's how racist they were. They canceled Gasparilla rather than uh, admit one single minority. Now, it gets better, though. The city of Tampa, not real good on its feet, by the way, in terms of in in terms of uh working and improvising and organizing anything uh they decided to create a replacement that was called and man if you if you have nightmares of the gypsy kings playing in your head from being alive at the time i'm about to invoke them because it was called bomboleo bomboleo god damn it it was billed as and i'm reading straight from the entry as a multicultural festival unquote and did not include pirates. Uh, it rained that day. <laughs> what about pirate culture? Uh, <laughs> pirate culture is being erased. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, people. The quote from the Tampa Bay, the St. Pete Times at the time was, people missed the pirates, the racist pirates who sucked on horses. Um, uh, can I talk? Was, and it was an absolute flop. Can I talk? Can I give you a brief? Do you know anything about the Battle of Tampa? Because I did not until I read the Wikipedia page. I love this entire diversion, and I want to hear nothing but anything more. About okay, it. please. I'm, I'm going to go through it relatively quick. Quickly, here's what happened: um, a Union gunboat came into Tampa Bay, and then launched a boat with 20 men flying a flag of truce. A team of about 18 Confederate soldiers met them in the bay and basically said, nope, we're not going to let you land. Uh, the Confederates were given a message that the Union Army, uh, the Union uh, uh, Navy, rather, uh, wanted Tampa to surrender unconditionally to Union control. The Confederates refused. And so the sure. Union said that they would start shelling the town at six o'clock. They gave them a time. They, they put it on their Google calendar. Um, in response to this, the Confederate uh, delegation gave three hearty cheers. <laughs> at, at six o'clock, the Union uh, vessel, the Sagamore, opened fire with heavy shell. Um, the Confederate army returned fire. 
Both parties then kept up a regular fire until 7 p.m. At that point, the Sagamore withdrew. The next day, they came back beyond the range of the Confederate cannon, started firing again. After a two-hour break for lunch, the USS Sagamore fired two more rounds, weighed anchor, and sailed away. There were no casualties on either side. The Battle of Tampa was a bunch of armed men shooting at each other and hitting nothing and only stopping for lunch. Fantastic. So this was 38 guys all total? Yeah. What is the smallest number of people you could have and still call it a battle? I mean, it feels it feels like we're approaching that number here. We can't... Like this, yeah. this, this is more like a fight in the school lunchroom this is a, this is a musical is what this is this well, is jets versus sharks well four is a duel with seconds mm -hmm. right so i'm just gonna that's say not, that no, that's, that's for the tag team title belts okay yeah so i'm just gonna go that like you have to be larger than a wrestling event like a a specified wrestling event right with a number a set so, number we can't just say brawl I mean, right like now well the royal rumble could have 40 so you need more than 40 i don't think this counts as a battle this is the royal rumble of tampa i will agree this is which again is appropriate <laughs> considering tampa's central place in the history of professional wrestling this is the best diversion we've ever had everybody knows time. the civil war was brother versus brother <laughs> <laughs> brother <laughs> <laughs> Jason, please give us something new to talk about. I like this from Leah Goldman 91. Uh, regarding the long off season, you can fill up your Yeti cups now and they'll still be cold for bowl season. A, a lot of people send us jokes about uh, Yeti cups. I think anyone who sends our <clears throat> podcasts something about Yeti cups probably does not actually own one. But I did appreciate seeing so many people um, reference them because like, our, our, our sports schedule, it is set up more like a survivalist event than um, than other sports are. Like, you just don't see people saying this stuff about the NFL season. Like, oh, how are you going to survive it all? Because, like, I mean, it's pretty easy. You clock in at 1 and you're done at, like, 10. That's nothing. And nobody watches you know? the Thursday game. Oh, wait, that is, like, college football. <laughs> Never mind. That's true. That's true. You don't have to watch the weeknight games. Again, that goes for us as well. Um you know, in NBA, it's just, well, it's every night, you know, and if you miss, like, sure. 50 games at a time, no big deal. Here I, come 50 more. I love when NFL fans are like, geez, the, the Sunday night game went till midnight. My goodness. <laughs> that sounds nice. Oh, so, that's so late. You're be like, like, man. Be like, Wazoo, like Wazoo was just starting the second quarter at midnight on Sunday. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, Luke man. Falk, Matt, Luke had... Falk was just warming up. Wow, you had... Four evening games to keep up with at once. Ooh. I can't imagine what that. Like. I do declare. Um, I do like a lot of people. I think also send in suggestions about just a attaching Yeti stickers to things. Like just use a regular tumbler and put a Yeti sticker on it. I say take it even farther. You know, if you have medical devices in your home, if you have power tools, whatever it is. If you just want to throw it on a bag of chicken, like a frozen bag of chicken fingers, just be like, yeah, these are Yeti chicken fingers. They're different. They cost $300, but that's because they're better. Bears can't eat these chicken fingers. Only I can. That's why I paid for them. <laughs> these are bear-proof chicken fingers. <laughs> they're bear I, fingers. I, Bears won't eat their own kind. 
I'm going to put a Yeti sticker on the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? Like, you know, prior to prior to Florida State, Alabama, just so they all feel at home, right? Like, I don't know, man, this thing's new and it terrifies me. And but it's Ruth, an import. It's like, it's like the eye of Satan himself. That's the that an import car. Yeah, I'm going to sanctify it. Uh, I don't, I don't trust this European car we're all sitting in right now. Of course, Nick Saban owns a Mercedes dealership, so it's no longer European. That there's, it's made in Panama. Oh, okay. Remember, they got, they got a factory, they got a factory and everything. So, and you know what? You know, the Germans had some pretty good ideas. If you just <laughs> go back and look at their history. Well, yeah. You think I'm making pop- this up? Popular idea. <laughs> I can't wait till Dollar Shave Club calls us and they're like, hey. Uh, no, the ad reads are fine. Do you have some <laughs> thoughts on the surrounding material? However, yeah, none. Just all of it. Just all of it, really? Do you want some notes on could this? We, no. Could we not have any of that? Could we could lose we all just... of that? Is that like is that a is that a no-go or I'm just thinking maybe if we like broke out the ad as its own episode, completely distinct of everything else. Like, mm-hmm. like what and if we did we, that? If we could have another person read it, like <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go ahead and brand it with a different name. That sounds that that's that's fine, right? I think I think I have a good one for us to close on. Please do. And it's a, it's a it's a very honest one. You know, this is this is a very frank edition of the shutdown forecast, which is at Hemicane, aka the senior VP of Bad Tweets. Congratulations on your promotion. Get really busy and find excuses to not watch your team play if they are bad. Or not entertaining. Parenthetical Bama and parenthetical. Okay. Ryan has been at the forefront, the vanguard of this, because I am I am the fool who will watch every game, even if I know we're going to absolutely take it in the neck. Right? Ryan does Ryan has not felt this way, and I think it's a superior way to be. I'm not quite there emotionally, but I think it's a superior way to exist. I mean, which is to say, if it's going to cause you that much pain, don't watch it. So life is full of things that you have to do to make somebody else happy, right? You have to go to your nephew's violin recital. You have to go to Thanksgiving with the relatives that you are not that interested in talking to. You have to be on a conference call. You have to do this, that or the other. And we all accept that. We all accept that there are very few of us who can truly unilaterally control our time and our effort. College football should not be one of the things that you have to do out of some obligation because the key stakeholders, the players, the coaches, they don't actually care if you watch the game or not. They, Yes, they want your support. And they don't want you to tweet shitty things at them. And they probably, if they ever saw the things that I tweeted about Florida football, they didn't appreciate them. And that's fine, but that's a separate category. But in terms of, like, the limited time you have to decide where you are where you are unoccupied, where you are unobligated, especially in college football where busy doesn't even necessarily have to mean I'm not watching this sport. I mean, Jason wrote a whole thing for the preview about how you can add secondary and tertiary and quaternary interests and alliances and, you know, weight, teams that you want to glom onto. It's fine. I don't think it's a betrayal. I don't think, you know, there is some college football heaven 
where they weigh the hours you spent watching a team that wasn't that fun or that good and you get cre- like who's giving you credit for that who are these people that are out there being like well you know you didn't watch every you didn't watch every game that 3 and 9 season so you're not a real blo-. no nobody's out here keeping score on this you are the one keeping score stop punishing yourself let yourself live